everyone. Before I get the show on the road, we have a quick PSA. We were nominated for Best Local Podcast in Now Toronto's Reader's Choice Awards. But we need your votes. If you like listening to us, click the link in our episode description to vote for us. And keep voting once a day until the end of September. Thank you! Somebody date us cause we're getting really lonely Is it our personalities where we just hella homely? You swipe left and I swipe right Sitting on my couch at night Hoping that I get a match only to be ghosted fast When you're the only one still single Hey baby, can I get your number? Um, no So you write this stupid jingle To say somebody please date us Hi everyone, and welcome to another episode of Somebody Date Us. I'm Lauren. I'm Carly. I'm Asal. Oh, and um, <laughs> every, every fucking time. Um, so, newsflash, we are still single. Uh, Lauren, why are you single this week? Um, way to put me on the spot. <laughs> you just assume I'm single. Okay, <laughs> um, so I'm single this week because... Uh, recently I was at my cottage and I have like I don't know a specific kind of blood type that mosquitoes love like nobody else will have mosquito bites and I'll have like 450 and I'll wear like I'll cover myself and I'll wear like all the bug spray and they still bite me so whatever I knew I had a lot of bug bites but I got home to Toronto and I showered and I was like looking in the mirror and I noticed a spot like on my ass turned around I had I counted 30 bites on just my butt. What? <laughs> like on my butt alone. Like like both cheeks or just on one cheek? On, on both cheeks. Like obviously there was mosquitoes in my pants. And like. Oh my they, goodness. Like they were just like, they looked like a chicken pox in my butt. I'm like, like, thank God I don't have a man because if they saw me with this bottom, they'd be like, what is, she's infected with something. West Nile baby. Oh my goodness. Sorry if you have West Nile. That's not, nothing to joke about. That's no joke. It only really harms you if you're like elderly or like young, yeah, whatever. Yeah, they're not listening. Holy crap. That's so funny that you actually say that because if you, if you look at my ankle, it's like eaten alive. Look at it. Oh my god! I know. I'll send you guys pictures, like of like <laughs> the night that. after, and it was like all these like little like it literally looked just. Is it like, like maybe like Zika? Uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe I'm gonna have like some. Cone we babies. have all the mosquito diseases in this house. Just so. don't get pregnant. <laughs> okay, first of all, it's me. Keep it going. Keep it going. I, I feel like you need to like actually like be having sex to have a baby. So I think that's how it works. I'm single because I'm not getting laid. No, um, no, I'm actually single this week because. Yo, there is so much fucking competition out there. Like, there really truly is. Like, it is a hot girl summer. I'm walking around downtown Toronto and I'm like, you're a babe, you're a babe. I'm like, oh my God, you can pull off those circular, like, gold framed glasses. I hate you. Um, So yeah, I'm just, I'm single because I know I'm like in the bottom tier of like oh, hot stop. girl summer. It's not true. It is true. You're my friend. Like you're the, a good girl. So don't worry about it. The older we get, I just feel like my, you know. <laughs> I just keep dropping down. Maybe the list. that's it. I'm yeah. just I, like I, I've lost all confidence. Like even today, I was walking through First Canadian Place on my way here. I'm like hustling through, and this guy was walking, and this girl with like a sick bod. She was wearing like these like high waisted like white pants, and she was walking by. The guy fully did like a 180 and just like looked at her, and I was like, I walked after, and I'm like, I looked back. He didn't even. Care. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm just I'm just single because like you know still on my self-discovery journey <laughs> to weight loss and okay. no mcdonald's <laughs> like her great. Fuck. A sound. okay well i'm single this week because you you guys know i've like, recently been seeing somebody um and uh he's like bailed on me like three times and so that's why i'm single still because you can't, can't get a guy to commit to you does he listen is this you let him know that you're single he actually doesn't listen okay. I, he doesn't know the name of our podcast oh, he knows damn. i do a podcast but does, doesn't know the name of it um, he's obviously not Googled a Sal podcast. No, I actually asked him. I'm like, have you done that? And he said, no. <laughs> have you Googled me? I said, I was like, did you look up my name and the like, most iTunes name. podcast? And he's like, no, I didn't do that. He's like, I just like tried to look at your fault, like what, who you follow. And he's like, I couldn't like find anything. And I was like, you're That's really bad. Dumb. They're really bad at searching for things. Like mm-hmm. we're really good at like, yeah, you know, creeping, but you know, God bless. He's so innocent. But, um, 
Yeah, so that's why I'm still single, because, uh, yeah, he keeps uh, bailing on me, so. Well, Fair. honestly, thank fucking God, because if he didn't, then we wouldn't have this podcast that's to true. bitch about why we're single that's true. Yeah, and all true. that fun stuff. Uh, so, guys, we're super excited because we're bringing to you uh, another guest episode. So, this week, we're actually chatting with Nilu and Nina, the co-founders of Hello Iris. So, Hello Iris is all about bringing dating back to basics using AI technology to build a better dating experience. And there's no app required, which means you can kiss the pressures of coming up with a witty dating bio goodbye. So basically everyone on Bubbles, like, (sighs) (laughs) Um, all you have to do is simply chat with Iris via text, answer some of her questions, and wait for her to send you your most compatible matches. Uh, So ladies, welcome. Uh, But before we get into Hello Iris and the app itself, uh, we want to get to know each other a little bit more. So say hello to our listeners. Hey. Hey. You've basically become a, a single person at this point. That's fair. That is that's so cute. So uh, you both live in the city of Toronto now, but curious to know, did you always grow up in Toronto or where do you hail from? Yeah, yeah. I'll so, let you start. <laughs> She's got uh, a great story about this. Oh, I, I can't give that backstory. I'll just give the short version. Um, so I was born in Bulgaria and then moved here when I was four or five. So I have grown up pretty much in Scarborough in Toronto uh, and have never lived anywhere else. So just here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, I, I'm Persian. So like a song. <laughs> hey. What up? Uh, so I came, I grew up in, I was born in Iran, lived there till I was 10 and then just came to Toronto and lived in like Richmond Hill, Thornhill, just like Persian Central. Yeah. <laughs> and then, my grandma lives there. <laughs> like literally. literally. I like, like yeah. Jewish Central. No, Richmond the, Hill is on the west side. Central. Oh, okay. Bathurst and like okay, certain areas. Exactly, okay, but like east it. side is Persian. Got is it. it the one with the two sides of the street? No, that's no, like that's... that's like Young Young and Finch. Yeah, it's like a turf war between Koreans and Persians. Why? <laughs> <Yes. laughs> like one side of the road is so like all Persians, yeah. the other side all Koreans, and then I have a Korean friend, and she's like, "It's just Korean." I'm like, "It's Korean and, and Persian. Persian. We're yeah. there too." <laughs> Oh my god, interesting. I didn't know that. So funny. I have no idea. Okay, go go to Finch Station. (laughs) Maybe I will. We'll see. Actually, I'm pretty sure I went there like when I was like, okay, I went there once. No. Um, I think it was like years ago. I actually went there to buy a Blackberry when Blackberries were still a thing by some random person. Oh my god, so sketchy. I know, but I didn't get murdered, so yay. Um Um, okay, so that being said, you guys have grown up uh, not in downtown Toronto, but the outside, the yeah. outskirts, the GTA, which we like to call the GTA. It's the general Toronto area. <laughs> we don't know what it stands for. It's the <laughs> greater Toronto area. Yeah. Um, general greater Toronto. <laughs> so, um, because Nina, I'm assuming you weren't dating when you were five in Bulgaria. Um, <laughs> same with you, Nilu, in Iran. Um, what has dating been like uh in like the suburbs versus like downtown like Toronto life if you could make any comparisons I mean I feel like normal normal life like adult life has been in Toronto Toronto yeah mm-hmm. um yeah for me it's been like very much serially monogamous monogamously monogamous serial monogamous <laughs> monogamously serially dating so yeah. I feel like you just find one good person you like really ride it out and like make the <laughs> you best take everything you can from him and then you throw him aside and move on to the next one. Oh my god I feel like there are stories there yeah I know yeah so I feel like I never really dated dated that much um and just sort of like I'd meet someone in university, I'd meet someone at work, and then I'd just date them for three-ish years, be single for like <laughs> longer than my three months, months, and then just like date the next one. I'm yeah, sorry, yeah. three or four-ish years, you're kind of dating yeah. someone. <laughs> I can't make a guy stick around for longer than three months. But you are so fucking cute. Like I can see why. Like, oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Like after four years, I'm still not sure if I'm into this. We're still sussing things out. <laughs> I don't know if I know you well enough yet. Yeah, and still, I still have to make some decisions. <laughs> what about you, Nilo? Um, so I did not date in the suburbs, <laughs> living with my family and like also everything else. Um, I would say I started dating, yeah, once I went to university and like got into like living in the city. Um, and my story is like the exact opposite mm-hmm. of Nina's because I almost, I want to say the longest relationship I've ever had has been six months. And, like, that was, like, a, I was, like, really proud of myself. Yeah. <laughs> I would be kidding. I know. I was, yeah. like, I'm a mature woman now. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that was, I guess, yeah. What, 
What was the question? What <laughs> <laughs> dating was like. Um, is like so dating like... the suburbs was non-existent for you, exactly. but in Toronto, yeah. you're like, cool, six-month relationships here and there. Yeah, so... No, just the one. <laughs> Honestly, I feel you. Do not worry. Um, so I think it was just like a lot of like a lot of just like dating and like going out with people and like having it not turn into anything mm-hmm. just because totally. you were like either they wouldn't commit or they were just kind of like flaky or like they were really interested but then you weren't really into yes. them oh and gosh, then you're just yeah. kind of like doing this dance over and over again and yeah. without it really leading into anything so I think that was kind of most of my 20s yeah <laughs> um and then just really thinking back and being like okay like what's going on like why why is this happening <laughs> over and over again and like yeah I think yeah a lot of that was just me kind of looking back later and then just being like how can I change how I look at dating and how I look at relationships mm, and stuff like that? So I think that's been kind of a change, which is the success of the six-month relationship. <laughs> so I'm invincible yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> and how did you two meet? It was through a really random connection. Yeah. So I or I used to run the Toronto A-list startup meetups. So essentially, it's like a Canadian uh, startup founders all over North America. There's like local cities where you meet for coffee once a month, and there's a Slack channel. So I was running the Toronto meetup for pretty much all of this year. And I just shut down another company, was like, wow, I guess I have to get a job now and like figure that (laughs) out. (laughs) And I was like, okay, well, I'll just mention like if I do startups, the only thing I'm interested in is the dating and relationship space. But in all my years of like working, I've never met anybody else who's interested in that. It's basically like, crop insurance or like satellites or just really heavy technical things we know too much about crop yeah, insurance yeah. <laughs> so much a lifetime I don't even know what that is yeah. either I don't know using that? satellites and data to look at crops and then yeah. using data science to assess the probability of crops being of like, like meeting their quota or like having it's like agriculture and then talking to insurance companies and telling them which, how much crop insurance to like. Yeah. I am Things like, you yeah. thought you would never learn on something. This, yeah. yeah. this is where it falls apart for me. I am yeah. so happy that you guys found each other then. <laughs> Honestly, like, I cannot see you guys, like, yeah. peddling crop insurance. No, 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 no. Someone's got to do it, but oh, not, not no, us. No. I know more than I'd like to yeah. know. <laughs> More than I ever thought I would. Yeah, and so one of these meetups, like I just mentioned that I was interested, and then somebody I'd never met before, uh, and it was his first time at an A-list meetup. Mm-hmm. Was his like, first and last. His first and last. He never came yeah. to another meetup oh, again. Oh, oh, wow. What did you do to him? <laughs> I don't know. He went back up north. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> we don't know. Yeah, yeah. He's around. So this like magical connection put me in touch with Nilu. And, yeah, if you want to tell, like, your part of the story, what was yeah, going on behind so, like, the scenes at that point? it was point? really messed up. Yeah. Like, um, so the guy who Nina met was my old boss at, like, the first company that I ever worked at. And I worked really closely with him, and, like, we stayed really in touch as even he moved on and I moved on. And so when I was doing – so before I met Nina, I was, like, working on Hello Iris kind of, like, as a side project. And I was working with – another friend of mine who was like my co-founder at the time and so we were I was kind of like building the tech out we're doing it like a side project and I told Ben about it and I was like yeah I'm doing this like dating company like this is what we're about whatever and literally like two months in it all started to fall apart like the girl I was working with was like no I don't want to quit my job and I wanted to like quit and take it full-time and like she was also like we can use this kind of AI technology to like make sales better and I was like I don't care about sales like mm-hmm. I don't want to do that and like just literally everything was falling apart. yeah and then yeah. I think it was one of those situations because we were friends that we just kind of jumped into it without like actually being like what do we each want out of it like mm-hmm. are we do we have a line division and like there were so many conversations where we just felt like I felt like it was awkward to even bring it up because we're friends mm-hmm. so a lot of things just got swept under the rug and there was a lot of like just tension I guess mm-hmm. um and so everything was blowing up and at this time Ben the guy who introduced Mm -hmm. me to Nina, literally starts hounding me, sending me emails, and being like, there's a woman who's interested in your company. Send me your website. And I'm like, no. And and, and the way he described it, I thought it was like a 50-year-old woman, like like some like old investor lady. And I was like, I don't have a company. Spam emails. Yeah. Yeah. 
was just like, Ben, I don't have a company to leave me alone. He's like, no. She's like, and I sent him like some like bullshit Facebook link. And he's like, well, she said she wants more than the Facebook. And I was like, I don't have more than the Facebook. <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> and so just like. So that's why he never came to the event again. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, so he was really, really persistent. And he kept like pushing. And finally, I was like, fine, man, here's a website. And then he connected me and Nina together. And so we were just exchanging and from like talking over email and so we were deciding to find a place to meet and literally I'm like yeah do you want to meet on Tuesday and she's like well I'm going to this like really random event that only like three people know about but here it is and I was somehow invited to that same exact event oh, <laughs> like completely so like separately through so and I was just like oh I was gonna go to this thing but then I thought only three people are gonna be yeah, here so I'm yeah. not gonna go so oh, then weird. and then we just kind of like met at that event and it was, I don't know if you guys watch Arrested Development or have you? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So do you know that scene with, in season four where Job is like friends with Tony Wonder and they're like drinking wine together and then they're like, have you, have you seen the fourth season? I have. Um, I don't know if I know it that, time. Yeah, I can't no. even okay. remember. So I'll, I'll, tell, I'll explain the concept. So yeah. <laughs> literally they're, they're like sitting and they're becoming friends or whatever. They're like rival magicians and they're becoming <laughs> friends. And so they're just like drinking wine and like talking and they're like, yeah, I like pizza. I, I like pizza. Same. <laughs> I like wine. I like wine. Same. <laughs> and so that was basically like me and Nina becoming friends. Like, same. Like, same. same. Yeah, you so much in common. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think from then it was just kind of, and I think I was really like, um, because of what happened with my previous co-founder, I was very much like a, like cautious Mm -hmm. yeah and so I remember like one of our first meetings where Nina was like would you be open to me coming on as a co-founder I was like well I'm like I'm gonna reconsider in September so let's just work together and this was like March right and she's like and she's like well you know that is eight months away so (laughs) if you can can give me an answer earlier that would be great (laughs) but yeah like literally within two weeks we're working full-time on it so like it just worked out yeah that's that is so cool. That's incredible. It's like fate. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. it made me believe in love a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> like, love at first sight. I was like, if this is possible, like yeah. this is even more random than finding a guy. Yes. Yeah. Because you're not even true. trying. So yeah. like if this could Just happen happens. out of the blue. Yeah. yeah. That's so awesome. So I love that. so speaking of which, um, last time you guys and I we were on the we were on a phone call together, yeah. uh, you meant you're both you said you're both still single. Is that still the case? 50-50. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Okay, so things have changed. Well, things have changed. Our serial monogamous has yeah. struck again. Nina! Where do you find these guys? I wasn't even looking. Like, that's... I think I just came out of a relationship like a while ago that was again like three years or so. Like, very just so. serious. Another three years from now. Yeah. We'll like, see you again. No, no. <laughs> like, um, yeah, I just come out of a long term relationship that was like very involved. I was living with my partner at the time. And so I was like, I don't want to date for a while. Like, I just want to be single. I want to not be like serially monogamous. I just want to be like. Yeah, alone, single. very yeah. alone, yeah. very alone. Sell those damn seeds, girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then ended up meeting someone at a, a Raptors viewing party. And we just kept seeing each other at work and like in a co-working space. And it just kind of like kept developing. And now so we're seeing each other. That's the trick. Yeah. So now you have a boyfriend. He's your boyfriend. <laughs> have labels been... No, no. Okay. But still, yeah, like definitely... St- Seeing just each other. Okay. Mm. Exclusive. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. All right. Yeah. We didn't meet yeah. anyone in our Raptors game. <laughs> we really we should come to our Raptors game. <laughs> yeah. And we get that in next That's like, you guys ever work in this co-working space? Like, no. <laughs> we can't afford it. We have no budget. <laughs> also, yeah, they are pricey. But also, why would we go to a co-working space? <laughs> I think we just then. go to the viewing parties. You I think the viewing parties, parties are fine. We would just make, like, a fake startup just so we could, like, meet guys. Oh my god. I love that. That's great. So, okay. So, what have been your biggest challenges when it does come to dating, to date? Like, what what are some things that you're like, oh, this is a big hurdle. I can't get over this. Yeah. Once you're like, fuck this moment. Like, what have been some challenges that you guys have experienced? I think, uh, maybe I'll go just because I feel like this ties into my current dating mm-hmm. situation. But I feel like when I was dating, I always had very strong, like, well, I want to feel, like, taken care of. I want to feel safe. I want to feel secure. I want somebody who's older than me. I want, like, this, 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 this. Mm-hmm. And so I would look at people, like, do you fit this criteria or do you not? 
And if somebody didn't, I'd be like, gone. Like, already, I know there's so many other options. You're already off the table. I don't care who you are. You don't fit into what I need. And so I think coming in with that sort of attitude made it really challenging because you don't really see the person for who they are, what they offer, Mm -hmm. or what they're even thinking or what's important to them. It's just like, what do you do for me? Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. not what I want. So I'm going to go find someone else. No, thank you. And I think stepping back and then being like, okay, what if I go in with no preconceived notions and see what happens? <laughs> and that was super hard. Uh, yeah. And I feel like talking to you about it, you're like, no, it's good. It's cool. Yeah. Like, it's a... Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, that was the thing, too. Just because, like, Nina and I, like, we talk a lot about things. But, like, I think dating-wise, we are, like, we skew different. Yeah. In mm-hmm. the sense that, like, Nina's much more, like, mature gentleman look. Yeah. I'm like... 20 year old boy <laughs> to the party. Oh. I love it. So, I think, so I think we've just been living on these opposite ends. And like, so when Nina was like, oh, this guy isn't like 10 years older than me, I'm like, go get it, girl. <laughs> so I think that's been like interesting too. But yeah. Um, yeah, like for me, in terms of like challenges around dating, I think. For a really long time, like, I think I just had a lot of trouble, like, connecting to other people. And I think Mm -hmm. a big part of that was just how much you take every single kind of rejection personally, right? And so it's like you really – and just having this idea that your self-worth is based on what somebody else thinks about you. Or, like, if that person wants to go out with me, if if that guy talks to me at the bar, that means that I'm worthy. And if he doesn't, that means that I'm not. And so I think just – having that kind of mindset was really, really tough because you kind of had this, like, Prince Charming on top of, like, Eastern culture, like, expectations. Like, if he doesn't buy you dinners and jewelry and, like, (laughs) give you the world and, like, always want to be with you and, like, blah, 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 and all these things, if he's not doing all those things, that means he doesn't value you and that means you're not worthy. And so, like, every time I would go in, similar to what Nina said, like, go into expectations with, like, go into dates with expectations of, like, if he doesn't do this, if he doesn't do that, if he doesn't text me eight times a day, like, Mm -hmm. whatever, all these types of things. And the second, obviously, somebody wouldn't do that, I'd be like, no, fuck you, you are, like, so bad, and, like, you made me feel awful, Mm -hmm. and, like, and just literally not letting a relationship progress because you were so unforgiving and, like, allowing every little thing to, like, decide you know, mm-hmm. this guy's worth and like yeah. also like reflecting back on yourself. So yeah. I think for a really long time, that was like a big challenge for me in terms of like, even like as I, and so like every experience I'd have, I'd get even like more guarded where I'd be like, oh, well, this guy like stood me up here or like this guy did this thing. And so the next person you'd go and you'd have that like resentment, you know, mm-hmm. you'd be like, oh, I'm even yeah. like, I'm like waiting for you to screw mm-hmm. up. Yeah. You know? And so you're so like going in my life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like it's like what your mom's saying to your brain, like (laughs) just like indoctrinated that way. Um, But yeah, so I think one of the things was like I had a relationship last year, I want to say, where it started out with a guy who was like, like really, really like earnest and really like super into me, and he was like really open and like honest and vulnerable, and like I was super guarded. So like he would be like, I really like you, I want this, and I'd be like. I don't know you yet. Like, mm-hmm. no. And like, and then I'd be like, it's too soon. Like, it's not enough, whatever. And so what ended up happening is at a certain point, like two months in, he either lost interest or just like didn't work out. And so he basically just kind of lost interest and like left. And I remember being so sad and being like, well, this guy lied to me. He was so into me. And now he suddenly like, and as soon as I opened myself up, he like, whatever. And so I was really upset and I was thinking about it. And then I just had this like epiphany like moment where I realized, like, man, like, this guy didn't come to me three months ago and say, hey, I'm going to go lie to this girl and, like, ruin her <laughs> life for the next three months. Just like, woke up that day. Yeah. yeah. This is what and I want to do. Up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I was like, he really was, like, living. A good guy. He was, like, doing his best. Like, and the moment when he came to me and he said that he wanted to be with me, he truly wanted it to work out. And yeah. he was trying his best and, like. Sometimes maybe you wake up one day and like your mind changes about someone and that's Mm -hmm. totally fine. Right. And like, and so that kind of idea, it just made me realize like, it's so much, it's so nice to have empathy for the people that you're dating and kind of see like, oh, they're just a person like me. And like, imagine if I were in their shoes and like I was going through this experience and it just made me feel like 
all those expectations that I put on guys and being like, he has to do this. He has to buy me dinners. He has. And I was like, imagine if I was a guy and I was like, I have to do all these things. I've spent all this money. I have to do like yeah. literally everything. And like so many girls reject me and just like yeah. literally just put myself in those shoes for like five minutes and was like, that's such a shitty life. That's hard. And then from there I was like, Maybe I should just be nice. Like maybe you should just be oh, nice yeah. to guys. Give and it like, a chance. Yeah, yeah. Like, and take like, what they say yeah. and just like believe them. Because why else would they be exactly saying those things? Or like if they fuck up one time, like yeah. okay, I I fuck up too. You know, like we all it's yes. like life, right? Yeah. And I think just that realization really just changed my dating life a lot. Mm-hmm. Just because I've I feel like I was more open to like meeting people and just like even if something didn't work out, I didn't take it as personally and I didn't like hate that person I was like you know what we don't we don't fit or maybe like you're do you're got something else going on and that's fine Uh yeah Oh, that like spoke to me. Everything I know. I'm not gonna lie. That I'm totally like, resonated. That yeah, oh. resonated very much with comment? like what I'm going through right now. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I feel like exactly. you were talking to a cell. <laughs> yeah, that was just like <laughs> literally like <laughs> my yeah. situation like right now. Like, podcast, like, yeah, for our our breed of problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, you're a gangster now. Obviously, <laughs> I know. I saw we that. Were, we were listening to a gangster rap. <laughs> yeah, you made dinner. It really wasn't. So being co-founders of a dating service how has this altered your perspective on dating now i think it's really interesting because we both like the reason we both wanted to start a dating and relationship sort of oriented startup was because it's something we spent so much time thinking about Mm -hmm. so i think for me it's been really nice to have someone that is not myself to talk to things about (laughs) same second yeah (laughs) so like a lot of our time is just spent like huh do you think people when they meet should like right away have chemistry or do you feel like they should mm-hmm. work towards it and you should be like open for a little while <laughs> and then we'll discuss it for a day we'll just pick mm-hmm. pros and cons what is your experience <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, she you literally drew diagrams for me the other day she's like imagine if this is you and this is this other person this is the venn diagram of your love <laughs> <laughs> Like seriously, like not yeah, ironically, yeah. like truly. <laughs> yeah. But it's true. There's so many things yeah. that, like, I ask myself the same questions all the time. Yeah. I'm like, well, you know, like, like even that specific question I've asked. Yeah. It's like everyone's looking for that deep connection mm-hmm. date one. And it's like, yes. well, you develop a deep connection, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, it's not gonna necessarily be. And like a rom com, the first yeah. date meet. Exactly. <laughs> and I think there's like a thousand other questions like that where. It's like, oh, what does pop culture tell us versus what's my experience versus what's my friend's experience versus mm-hmm. what do I want to be my experience versus like what's yeah. realistic and what's not. And so I think it's been, for me, it's been really cool to like get out of my own head of like just theorizing about it and almost add this more empathetic thing of like, okay, how can I apply it to my mm-hmm. relationships, to helping other people understand themselves and their relationships mm-hmm. better Um so even like what you were saying before about how can I have more empathy for other people, yeah. I feel like that's also come through a lot for me. Mm-hmm, and I feel like one thing that we talk a lot about with Hello Iris is like one of the overarching goals is how can we help people come in more openly, more open hearted, more vulnerable, less like guarded and aggressive against the people that they meet. Mm-hmm. And so I think for me, even how like I approach my current relationship, I was like, oh, it's so interesting. I feel like he's so open and honest and like warm and caring with me. And... I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, oh, God, this is a lot. I don't know. Yeah. What are these good feelings good or to bad be true. feelings? Yeah. Like, yeah. Is, is this just because it's getting under your guard that you feel uncomfortable? Mm-hmm. Or is mm-hmm. it because it's not right for you that it's uncomfortable? Oh, it's so hard yeah. to distinguish what that feeling yeah. actually is. So I, I know it so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's one big thing that's come out for me through working on this company yeah. and talking about like a lot of relationship stuff and actually applying it to dating as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's interesting for me too. It's been like... I think I my interest in the company came out of this understanding of, okay, different people, like, people are different. And, like, that sounds like a platitude, but, like, a lot of people don't actually understand that, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, people are different, but, like, if somebody doesn't reply to me, it's for the same reason that I don't reply to them. It's like, oh, I'm trying to ignore you. Or, like, if you didn't say hi to me over mm-hmm. here, it's because you're trying to diss me. Because if I didn't say hi to you, it'd be because I wanted <laughs> to diss you. And, like, but yeah. it's just, like, this understanding that different people experience things differently and because of that react to things differently and so and also because of that there's different ways of like communicating with people like somebody you might have to be direct with them somebody you might have to give them space like and even this idea that there's different ways of interacting with people because they're different experiences was like a really interesting concept to me and I think 
it just was one of the things that calmed me down around like why isn't he replying why isn't he doing this like blah 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 and just was super interesting Mm -hmm. so that was like why I came in and I was like if I can help people understand each other better and be able to communicate better with each other Um, and even like around compatibility being like are there combinations of people that are gonna get along with each other better and like what is that like what is the compatible match and everything like that and so a lot of the work I've been doing in the company was around this kind of golden question of compatibility and just being like what is the perfect match for each person? How do you define this? How do you put this into an algorithm? How do you scale it? And one of the things that has become clear, more clear to me as we've been working on the company and as we've been talking to people, as we've been seeing our early customers come through and like everything like that, is just this idea that finding the person is not the hard part. It's like actually being in love with them that's mm-hmm. hard mm-hmm. right okay. so it's, it's easy to meet yeah. people it's yeah. so easy to meet so people but what's yeah. interesting is like what the common knowledge in terms of like even like what nina says with like what does pop culture tell us and like what do other things tell us is this idea of like <clears throat> oh if i meet the right person everything will work out right if i meet the right person he'll be prince charming we'll just be happily ever after like that's done mm-hmm. right and so the challenge is when am I going to meet the right person or how am I going to meet the right person? And then with every person that you're going to meet, you're putting this pressure on them of like, you have to be sexually attractive, you have to be emotionally stimulating, you have to be like funny, you have to have the same values as me, you have to be like literally everything you have to give me because you have to be the perfect person who has to make me happy in every way, mm-hmm. right? And so the, the more I'm like seeing different people come in, it's like that's not really what, like nobody can give anybody that. And so what makes relationships actually work is like, and Nina had a really good way of like putting this, was this idea of, is there enough foundation for both people to want to work on something and want to continue to build something? So so essentially where compatibility comes in, it's like back in like the 50s or 60s, or even I guess in some Eastern cultures to this day, this idea... It didn't really matter. So you'd have like arranged marriages and it'd be like, oh, well, how come the arranged marriages work? And like, how does that happen? And it's just like two people who were randomly thrown together decided to work on something and decided to build a relationship together because there were external factors that made them buy in. Mm-hmm. It was like the family. It was social status. It was money. It was the kids, whatever it was. that so both the man and the woman, like both parties um, were just kind of like, yeah, I'm going to work on this. And even some days isn't going to be good. You're not going to be perfect, but we're going to work on this. And this is going to be what we do. Mm-hmm. But what happens now is like, because a lot of those external factors are like taken away, people don't have the same impetus to want to like work on something. Oh, yeah. Totally. Right. So what ends up happening is like chemistry or compatibility is kind of that baseline that makes you want to work on something with someone. Right. So and there's like it's one of the factors. So if I see you and I'm like attracted to you or I like how you treat your family or I like like X and Y about you. Now I want to buy into trying to make something work. Right. And so the same with like the other side as well. And like there could be different factors with people. Right. So someone might be like, I'm just not in a place right now to want a relationship. I want to go travel or like I just got out of another relationship. And And there's so many other factors that's not just compatibility. And I think that's one of the challenges with a lot of like dating apps or platforms where they're just like oh we're gonna guarantee that you're gonna meet this person and based on some math Mm -hmm. you're gonna fall in love but it's like there's so many different factors like your personality is just one part of it like your upbringing is another part where you are in your life your headspace your like mood like so many things like play into what makes two people wanna kind of buy in and so like one of the things that came out of like nina talking about her like recent relationship too was like this idea that you could meet the same person at a different time and that relationship wouldn't work because you'd yeah. be in a different headspace. Right. You wouldn't, timing. You, yeah. wouldn't, you wouldn't be it's open. So true. You'd meet somebody and be like, oh, like he's like three years younger than me. I don't care. Like, and then two years later, you'd meet that person and be like, oh, that's not an issue for me anymore. And like, mm-hmm. I'm okay to do that. And it's just, and it's really interesting too. So it's like, yeah. And I think that's been like a really nice, interesting shift that I've kind of started to notice. And it's really helped me with like, moving forward with relationships too because I'm not putting as much pressure on meeting the guy Mm -hmm. I'm like even like even sorry you're gonna say something no I'm like you guys are like dating experts yeah I'm sitting back and I'm like okay you're experts like I need you to hold me on my (laughs) work like 
glad you're here. No, dropping that I'm Esther Perel like though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Truly, she's our idol. Yeah, she's, she's my great. idol. She's, she's amazing. Yeah. I want um, her to be my sugar mama. Really. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But yeah, it's honestly been like, even so as I think about like, you know, sometimes you have experiences where like you really like somebody mm-hmm. and it doesn't work out or like they don't want you or even sometimes you don't even get an explanation, right? Someone just stops oh, messaging yeah. you or like someone just the doesn't ghost. reply. Like, mm-hmm. and you're just thinking like, oh, why this person, whatever. And just this knowledge to me that it's not like this idea of like, oh, he was the perfect one only if he wanted me. It's like the fact that he doesn't want you means he's not the perfect yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. Because the thing, it's not the person that's special. Yeah. It's the fact of both of you buying in and wanting to make it work yeah. that's special. And so that, that makes me feel a lot better about like, so I never feel like, oh, I lost that one or I missed mm-hmm. that chance or, yeah. So when you go on dates or meet new people, like, do you ever find it awkward to bring up what you do? For and, a living, because we, we also yeah, I was gonna say this. we only asked that because we are we're like how when do we tell them that like hey we have a podcast where we just like talk about our dating lives like yeah. it's such a it's such a sensitive topic and you know if they add us on Instagram they're obviously going to see that we're yeah. attached to this so how does that translate into your dating lives? <laughs> I think it's funny like one of the I think literally the first thing I talked about with um, the guy that I'm seeing right now. Like, one of the reasons he bought into me, he's like, I love what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I think what you're doing is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And so even for me, like, I would tell people right away, one, because work is, like, my full life right yeah. now. <laughs> Fair. And two, I think it's such an integral part to my values, what I care about, the change I want to see in the world, that it's not something that I feel weird about or mm-hmm. shame about or, like, mm-hmm. how does this change the... Like, yeah, it's what I do if that doesn't work mm-hmm. for you, yeah. like... Mm-hmm. That's already yeah. such a huge yeah, deal. We're not meant that. to be. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's interesting too because just because we've been so involved in work and just the work community, I feel like we've mostly been dating in the taxi. So it's yeah, like everybody right. just like already knows about what we're doing before we even yeah. like mm-hmm. meet. And I think in a little bit maybe it's different from you guys is because. Our, our job is like we're building a product yeah. so it's a little bit different than being like oh we talk yeah. about our lives yeah, like exactly. oh like we go on a date yeah. and then I'm going to go talk about it on the yeah. podcast yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. so I think that's a little bit I think maybe if that was a dimension to what we were doing and that might have been but right. I find the same like when I've gone on a date with guy, a guy who already knows about my podcast he's, he's either found it or listens mm-hmm. or whatever the case and he's like I think it's so cool like oh. I think you're passionate like passionate yeah. about something else other than just your day job mm-hmm. you have this other project you're like I think it's like really cool mm-hmm. that you do this because mm-hmm. it obviously takes work because yeah. like it shows you have like ambition and like all these things and like I like respect guys so much more with oh. that like, there's always like that yeah. odd guy that's like oh uh, okay. Are you, are you gonna talk, talk me? about me? Yeah. Are you gonna talk Jesus. about me on the podcast? And you're like, okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> if you fuck up, yeah. Don't. Be I am now. Don't give me stories. <laughs> yeah. Don't give me content. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's really interesting what you mentioned because it reminds me of. I was reading this book called Dataclism. Um, it's by the founder of OkCupid, mm-hmm. and so basically he looks at all the data they aggregated on OkCupid to essentially look at relationships through like a data lens through how people like match with each other through the questions and everything like that and one of the things that he said was it's actually if you if there's something that's weird about you it's better to you have a higher chance of success if you make that a prominent feature of your profile Mm -hmm. because less percentage of guys maybe will message you but the ones who message you are really into that thing Mm, right and so so i think it's like i mean not that a podcast is weird but like this idea that you might think like, and that's one of the challenges with a lot of dating apps now is everyone's trying to be this like cookie cutter version. I'm like, mm-hmm. I like to travel. I watch The Office. Here's a picture of me and my friends. Mm-hmm. Like everyone's just being like yeah. the Everybody. same version. Oh, yeah. And like literally just like everyone's like basic this, bitch. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's exactly the same. And it's like, because they think that that's what a nice profile is. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you maybe get a lot of matches, but none of those people particularly care about you. Yeah. Whereas if you put the weird thing or the thing that's different mm-hmm. about you up, then it's like, the it's, one guy who likes yeah. it is like really into it and for like sure. yeah that's so true that's like good advice just yeah. be yourself yeah. <laughs> yeah put your weird thing out there oh you have like 11 toes <laughs> 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 
I'm so into that. I've got a third nipple. Yeah, baby. Harry Styles has like four or something, and he's cute. Yeah, Harry Styles has four nipples. Three or four nipples. Yes. Whoa. Stop it. I went through a phase where I'm like, I love One Direction. Also, I'm like a 29 year old woman. I was like, I love One Direction, and then anyway, I'm gonna squash that. So we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit more um, about Hello Iris as the app. Before we do that, do you guys want to share any like dating stories? Things that are that are just like something. It it can be crazy. It can be cringy. (laughs) Do you have anything that you're like? I kind of want to share this. I I feel like I need to air this out to the world. (laughs) <laughs> but you have a spot there. Yeah, Nina needs a few black more glasses than one. Yeah, <laughs> if you have anything, I have you should one. go. Yeah. Okay, yeah, there's no, literally no one. pressure. So no, I have one. It's, it's actually a good story. I love it. It's oh, a good okay. story. Um, so I met this guy on Tinder, I want to say last year. And we were supposed to go, or for our first date, we were going to go to the rec room. And so we go to the rec room and then I'm like walking over and it's like kind of cold. I want to say it's like March or something where it's like that just like rain pelting down on you. Mm-hmm. And you're just like walking, whatever, in heels. And I was kind of like walking and I just got a text from him and he's like, the rec room's closed. And I'm like two minutes away from it. And I'm like, what? And he's like, I don't know. We can go somewhere around here. And so like I meet him. And I'm just like, literally for the first time, like we've never met before. And we're just kind of like walking around in that little area mm-hmm. in front of the rec room. And then so it's like, oh yeah, there's Steam Whistle. Let's go to Steam Whistle. It's like, go to Steam Whistle. It's also closed for a private event. And we're like, what the fuck? What is happening? And so we're just walking around. And there are these two old guys literally in front of Steam Whistle. And they're like, hey, you, you kids, psst, come over here. <laughs> and so like, we like go up to them and we're like, what? And he's like, yeah, there's like a party with free wine and food at the CN Tower. And then we're like, what? And he's like, you guys want to come to a free party? And we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah let's go. Yeah. So then we like start walking with them and they're like, yeah, so we're like a, it's like the HVAC, like, which is like heating, air conditioning, yeah. ventilation, <laughs> which I didn't even know what the fuck that was till that day. And he's like, it's our annual anniversary party. And like all the HVAC parties are like, all the HVAC companies have like rented out this area. And My so uncle like, oh. was probably there. Yeah. He has the HVAC company. And so just like, that's like, oh, that's why the rec room and all these places are taken. He's like, yeah. So like, if you guys want to come up, you have to pretend like you're an HVAC. <laughs> and so like, what the fuck is HVAC first of all <laughs> and so like we go up to the thing and it ended up being a really fun night we ended up eating a lot and then we and we were pretending to be from Saskatoon and just like oh, like miners from Saskatoon <laughs> and then like we were talking to this guy he's like oh yeah you know Kyle from out there I'm like yeah yeah I've seen Kyle yeah <laughs> Just like, There's always a car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know him. Yeah, yeah, I'm Jimmy's friend, right? Like, yes. like that's so fun. And so it was ended up being like a really, really fun, random, spontaneous first date. Um, and from Tinder, so. Yeah. And then what happened with him? <sighs> oh no! <laughs> you struck like, a oh, nerve. <laughs> no, no. So what ended up happening was. I think just because that date was really awesome and fun, um, I was kind of thinking like, wow, this is such a, like, this is a great guy and like amazing. And so like we went out a second time and we actually did end up going to the record the second time. Um, and it was just like fine. And then I think from that point, we just kind of like fizzled yeah. talking to each other. Mm-hmm. But it was one of those things where like that date experience on its own was just like such a like cool, fun, random yeah, thing. Yeah, you hit it off with like... Yeah, you kind of started yeah. up at like, you know, 120%. It's probably hard to follow that up. Mm-hmm. But but it was still a really oh, fun I first like day. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Such a great first day. That yeah. actually sounds amazing. And I'm like super envious. <laughs> Nina, did you like think of any stories? No. I okay. feel like... It's okay. Yeah, my challenge is like my memory is also really terrible, so I'm like, I don't know, it didn't work out. It's been wiped. Yeah. I'm like, I feel like you yeah. also like just you're always in relationships, so you just That's find true. the right guys, yeah. so you don't have any like crazy Not, stories. Yeah, really no crazy stories. Yeah. Jealous. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna shift gears. So hopefully you guys are familiar with Nilu and Nina. Um, so we're gonna talk a little bit more about Hello Iris, and we're really really excited about this because not only is this a Toronto based company, but it's co-founded by 
by two awesome women. Uh, so we're super excited. So I did give a very brief description at the very beginning, and I really hope I did it justice. <laughs> um, but if not, I want you guys to give us your elevator pitch. What is Hello Iris? Elevator pitch. <laughs> That's Nina's wheelhouse. I go, love go. it. Get into that microphone, girl. <laughs> So the way that we've been talking about Hello Iris is that it's essentially an AI matchmaker that works over SMS text message. And so the way that we look at it, it's we've grown out of this university demographic. We have jobs. We're in our mid to late 20s, early 30s, whatever it is. We're looking for meaningful relationships, but we don't necessarily want to spend a lot of time swiping or going through people or managing conversations. Uh, And we grew up with online dating so we don't have that much experience like hitting bars meeting people in real life also don't want to spend the time doing that uh and so how can you sort of mix this magic of meeting somebody in real life where you're not expecting something where you're not looking for something with like let's face it we're going to be online dating we're not going to just like drop all the technology and like we're all done here where are you (laughs) this is your problem now me. <laughs> just like that what is that like thing where you cut the frames and the person just ages like really like the the me no no mean? no it's like the when somebody's training and then it like a montage a montage yeah, yeah. 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 it's so much training you're rocky yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's a training it's a montage. montage you're the best yeah <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, we were like like, by yourself as you're like preparing your online dating (laughs) profile with a montage. (laughs) Yeah, and so Hello Iris was like, oh, it's like having your friend who knows you really well uh, that you don't have to explain yourself to because they've just like grown up with you and they've seen you happy, they've seen you upset, they've seen what matters to you, and they can just set you up with other single people that they know you'll hit it off with. So that's essentially what we're building. Like Hello Iris works over SMS text message. Uh, you don't have to build a profile. You just essentially like answer a few questions. We look at the way that you text and the words that you use to understand you a little better, understand the things that are important to you. And so what we match on is um, the way that you show affection, your core values, how you make decisions and how you communicate. So things that we see uh, as a lot more meaningful to actually having a good match, not how tall the person is or mm-hmm. where they went to school or, or what they get. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the way that it works is essentially in like a straight match, women will get the first match. You get the guy's photos. You get a little bit about them, um, their first name, their age, why Iris thinks you're compatible. So it's like, oh, you both communicate very directly and your core values are family and stability, let's say. Are you interested in meeting this person? If you say yes, then the guy sees the same thing about you. If he says yes, we give you a cafe to meet at. And then we give you each other's phone numbers. So essentially, we're just trying to get past the pain points of like, God, where do I take them? What does it mean if I offer Biblos versus second cups? <laughs> yeah. 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 Versus second. I'm, a zero. I'm a zero on one hundred yeah. yeah. Extreme opposite. Yeah. I'm pretty black and white. Yeah. Either I, I feel like it's pretty clear if someone's options are Biblos and second cup. Yeah, the second cup kind of day. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. We'll see. Yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. So you guys actually give the recommendation on where they should be. Yes. Based on obviously where they're located. Exactly. Exactly. That's really cool. Yeah. And then that takes the pressure off like the people to pick. It also yes. gets rid of a roadblock of like, God, I have to put in the work and figure it out. Yeah. Where do you live? Okay, do you have a car? Okay, yeah. is this far? Was it open? It's just like here's places that we know that yeah. we love, meet here. Mm-hmm. And then with each other's phone numbers, like people are different. Some people want to talk more in advance. Some people are like, Are you free Friday? Great, see you then. That's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And so Yeah, I think like that's essentially how it works. We get feedback after every date. Um, to better understand, like, what about this worked for you? What didn't? And we keep refining, like, each individual person's preferences maybe isn't the right word, but what works for you and what doesn't, right. essentially. So, like, what... I mean, we talked about it a bit, but, like, what was, like... Was there, like, this aha moment where you're like, we need to create something like this? Or, like, something you experienced? Or, like, what Like what was the inspiration behind, like, did you notice something that you're sure. like, we need to make this? Like, um, it doesn't exist. So, for me, um, my mom is a homeopath. I don't know if you guys know what homeopathy is. Um, it's, like, an alternative form of medicine. Yeah. Um, and so, the way that it works is it looks at a human being as a holistic person. Mm-hmm. So, it's a holistic being. So, not... So, if you... Let's say you go in with, like, I don't know, back pain or stomach problems, yep. right? Or skin disease, like, whatever. So, you go in... And it's not like Western medicine in the sense that it says, like, oh, these are the things that's happening in mm-hmm. your skin. 
take this and your skin will be better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it says there's a certain kind of person with a certain way of looking at the world, with certain temperaments, with certain experiences who also experiences skin disease in exactly this way. So like with my mom, with some patients, it'll be like, oh, like what is the sensation of your skin pain? Someone will be like, it's like stabbing, it's tingling, it's pressure. Mm-hmm. Like, And that leads into like different parts of them as well. And so what's been really interesting is like, um, she'll she start to see like someone talking about their pain or their physical symptoms. Also, they talked in the same way about their job. They talked in the same way about their family. They talked in the same way. It was like a pattern that kept emerging, yeah, regardless of like what they were talking mm-hmm. about. So like one person could be like coming in with a back pain. What does a back pain feel like? Oh, it feels like you know it's really tough. Like it feels like I have no support. Like nothing supporting me back here. Okay. Moves on, talks about other stuff. Tell me about your work. What's going on? What, what are problems at work? Yeah, my boss, my coworkers are really, um, they don't really support me. They don't listen to what I say. Mm-hmm. And like literally going back again. Okay, tell me about your dreams. What kind of dreams do you have? Oh, well, like I had this dream where I was falling through this thing. It was like I had no support. And it's like yeah, that just keeps like coming back. And this mm-hmm. pattern is like this person's experience is support and lack of support. Mm-hmm. Regardless of what, what avenue that expresses itself mm-hmm. in right right and so essentially homeopathy says each one of us has a unique way of experiencing the world and that pattern emerges in everything that we do and so for me like working with my mom and like understanding my myself through this lens and being like oh like this these are my patterns this is my mm-hmm. lens like the first time i read the thing about me like i bawled my eyes out because it was like this thing literally is talking from my soul and is talking about me in a way that I couldn't have even been able to express like how I see the world in this way, right? And so it was really, really amazing just to like get to know yourself in that way and get to understand that like every single person is so different and that experience is so unique to them. And even understanding like, oh, if this person, if I say this to this person and they respond in this way, I can see it's because I triggered the thing that is part of their experience, Mm -hmm. right? So it's like, if I'm somebody who's like, I don't know, like I really want to work through a problem as it comes up. Right. So I'm just like, yeah, I just want to sit. I want to sit here for six hours and we're going to talk it out and I'm going to figure out what's going on and we're going to talk it out. And then if she's the type of person who's like, I literally need three days to go and be by myself Mm -hmm. and like think about this experience Mm -hmm. before I can even formulate a response and come and talk to you. And so I'll keep sitting here and I'll be like, why won't you talk to me? I'm trying to work this thing out. Come talk to me. And she's just like, no, I don't know. Stop talking to me. And it's like, and you can, and people can have that kind of interaction and be like, this person isn't communicative. This person isn't doing this thing. And it's like, if you understand that they're just different than you, and it's just as arbitrary as the fact that you're this way, mm-hmm. that they're that way, and mm-hmm. it's not like one is better than the other, and it's each person is just doing what's easiest for them, right? Mm-hmm. It just makes you so much more accepting and understanding, and makes you so much more willing to like work with different people and communicate with in a way that's like meaningful to the other person. So. I think that was kind of the very first inspiration for me, Mm -hmm. just that kind of understanding and seeing how much it impacted how I interacted with other people and how I saw them and like my, the quality of my relationships. And then from there, what was really cool was looking at those patterns and being like, well, if my mom's job is to sit, literally sit down in like a case and the case is more like a session with a psychologist, like it's that kind of vibe where someone just comes and talks and she's like taking notes. And then, then what she looks at is through everything that they say, she picks out the patterns, right? Like they support or mm-hmm. whatever. And she's like, oh, they, they talked about these are the things that came up and these are the words that they used. And so she looks at specific words that they used throughout the like session. And then from there, she says like, oh, this is the kind of personality profile they have. This is the pain profile that you have. And then she gives them one specific remedy that addresses them as a whole being, not like just for that. the not just for like the headache or like asthma or like whatever. And so what was really cool was like, okay, if you're just looking at word patterns, can we use technology to do that? Right? Like you're literally just saying like, oh, well, these are the keywords that map with this kind of remedy or like personality type. And okay, so if you're doing that, then can we create an algorithm that does that? And then I think that was really, really kind of what I was doing for a few years where it was just, I was kind of building this thing out on the side and being like, oh, let's like put in my, you know, like my boyfriend's text. I'm like, oh, that's what you are. Ha ha. And then I'd like see him the next day and I'd like ask a question. I'd be like, oh, hey, like he responded in the way that I thought or like, and it just gives you like so much more information about, it makes you like, it helps with that empathy part. 
Because you understand yeah. where that person's coming from mm-hmm. and you also understand how to communicate with them better. And you're like, oh, if this person's really sensitive about being criticized about their appearance, like I'm not going to make this comment mm-hmm. because I know it's going to hurt them. Or if mm-hmm. this person really cares about trust, I'm not going to like go and say something they said to me to somebody else. Right. Right. And so that was essentially it. That's where the passion first came from. And then I think the aha moment for me was when I realized it had to be like an AI matchmaker over SMS <laughs> um, because I was working on it before as like a relationship helper where it was like, let's say if you were seeing somebody, you would just send that person's text. Like you would put it in a text box that's Iris essentially. Yeah. And Iris would tell you like a personality profile of like how that person communicates, how they show affection, how to talk to them, like something like that, that would just help you understand the person that you're dating better. But the challenge with that was one, it's a big ask for people to be like, hey, give me all this data before I can like give you anything valuable about it. And then two, it's like a lot of people don't realize that that's what they need help with. Right. You, like you think, oh, I'm not meeting the right person. Mm-hmm. Or like there's so much like not knowledge around the fact that, oh, that I have to do work on myself and I have to try to be more. Everyone's like, no, he sucks. I'm like, I want to find the right person. So it's like <laughs> no one's going to come and be like, I'm going to pay for you to tell me all the ways that I'm wrong. Yeah, (laughs) And so I think it was just kind of this idea of, okay, how can we start with something that creates value from the beginning that helps people feel open and get into that right mindset and like have this kind of friend along the way that they trust Mm -hmm. so they don't feel like alone and disposable in the dating process. Like Iris checks in with you at every step of the way. She's like, hey, like, here's your match. How do you feel? Like, what's going to, you know, like they they said this to you. Oh, they don't want to meet you. If they stop talking to you, they like Iris goes and checks back with like the other person and it's like, okay, they don't actually want to see you. Here's like what's going on here. And so this idea of like being ghosted or feeling disposable or feeling like you're kind of fully alone in this process is not really like we're trying to like remove that. And so I think like creating that and just being like, let's start with this. Let's get everyone to just start putting their guards down a little bit. And then come up with, and then offer this kind of content and like education more down the line. Yeah. 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 I love that. It's so interesting. I love it. It is everything you're saying. I'm like, first of all, can I get your mom's number? Because I like really want to be with you. <laughs> yeah. um, have her on next. Honestly, when it comes to like homeopathy, I'm like, oh my gosh, this actually makes so much sense. Yeah, like, I never thought to like look at it from that perspective, which yeah. is like absolutely amazing. Um, so just for people that are listening, so Hello Iris is only available in Toronto for now, right? Mm-hmm. And you just went live, what, not too two long ago? Two weeks ago? I want to say two weeks ago. Oh, yeah. maybe a month ago now. We met in March. Yeah. And that, oh, that's wow. that's like, crazy. And, yeah. and, I, and I will say for people listening, um, I do have Nilo and Nina, I think both on LinkedIn. And one thing that I, I love that you do oh. each day, you do a recap of what you did that day. And I yeah. love that. Yeah. That's so cool. I think it's such a great mechanism to like not only hold you accountable, but it's like a little diary entry to like go back and reflect on like what you have accomplished yeah. and how far you've come. So I commend you both for that. Aww. It's fantastic. And I love it when you tag me in them. I'm like, oh my gosh, we talked <laughs> oh, today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a tag coming it's for y'all today. Cool. I need to follow you guys or add you guys on LinkedIn now. That's so cool. But yeah, yeah, so basically everybody in the city of Toronto, we really, really, really want you to get on Hello Iris because I'm very excited about this because like the lady said before, I mean, who like yes, you do have time to sit there and swipe and swipe and swipe, but how easy would it be to kind of let somebody in the background do it for you? All yeah. you have to do is answer a few questions, yeah. and then you let the matchmaking match making happen in the background. Yeah. Like, God bless AI technology. That's all I have to say. <laughs> okay. Slash, sorry for, like, everybody who's losing their jobs at my company for it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's why the party. I know. Party. We're like, hey, stop it. We used to be in it. But I have a quick question, because I think there's – is there a wait list, or how does it work? How do you onboard people into you want to talk about it? the platform? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, you, please, you. <laughs> no, um, so right now we're in a, a beta of up to 100 people. Okay. Um, so that's the place that we're at right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're going to get, you know, we're still filling that quota up. And so our main goal with this first batch of people is really people who are passionate about dating and who want to, like, 
help us create a better experience. So like they want to, because mm-hmm. there's going to be some experimentation along the way. Like we're going to try some questions, do some change processes as we figure out like what works for everybody. So just having people who are like really open-minded and like want to make this experience, help us make this experience better is mm-hmm. like really key at this point. Um, and so the way that it works is you just go on our website, helloiris.io. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like a button there for you to sign up. Just fill out your name, your age, your gender, um, and your email address. And then you get into our, <clears throat> sorry, onboarding process which in which we'll send you a series of questions so three question sets you'll get the question sets and then essentially answer those questions once you answer those questions we'll be notified Um, and then we'll essentially review your questions and then if there's people on the platform that we think are a good match for you we'll run it through the algorithm and if there's people enough people on the platform that we feel like you are compatible with Mm -hmm. we'll reach out to you with like a link to actually go register and that's where um, you'll be able to sign up cool cool yeah okay Perfect. So for everybody who's not in Toronto, keep your fingers crossed because you never know Hello Iris might be coming to you very soon. But for those of you who are in Toronto, um, Nilu and Nina have been kind enough to offer our listeners um, a promo code so you get one month free um, of using Hello Iris. So if you go on there and you want to sign up for the platform, all that you have to use all they have to do is use the code hello sdu and you'll get one month free is that correct ladies yes yes oh my yes. gosh it's yes. so exciting oh. so i i i've already signed up because oh. why not obviously this is very convenient for me and i know lauren has as well yeah hey. i've answered some of these questions yeah so we all know we all know about it but honestly ladies Thank you so, so much for taking time out of your very busy schedules. Aww. I know how busy yeah. you are to come here to our luxurious studio <laughs> um, and chat with us. I feel like Joey is already like a big sell. Yeah, <laughs> a big sell. Yeah. Joey, a sales dog, has just become best friends with Nina and Nilu. So there you go. Oh my God. <laughs> but once again, thank you both so much for coming. Aww. And until next time, this has been Somebody Date Us. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Follow us on social media at Somebody Date Us and make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss an episode.